We don't beat you over the head with our opinion, and we listen to yours. The new face of talk radio, Voice America Women's Radio Network. Welcome to the Catherine Zox Show. This informative and entertaining show will start your mornings off on the right foot. Here's your host, Catherine Zox, your social worker with the microphone. Welcome to the Catherine Zox Show. Good morning. I am your social worker with a microphone, and you're listening to Voice America Women's Network with Catherine Zox and my co-host, Lauren Beller. How are you this morning, Lauren? Good morning, Catherine. I'm very good. How are good. you? I'm fine. I've been trying to IM you this morning, but I can't get I can't get you. Uh, uh, two seconds you will be. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i got to get all my ducks in place here. Anyway, Lauren, great show today, as always. Uh, our first guest is going to be Jordan McCauley. Now, Jordan is like this really cool, I'm going to say kid, but he's a young guy. And he publishes <laughs> this book called The Celebrity Black Book. It has over 40,000 celebrity addresses in it. Now, oh, he does, my yeah, goodness. And, isn't that cool? Now, I got a copy, of course, because he's on the show, so I get a copy of the book, the hard copy. The hard, it's like a really, it looks like a big a telephone book. I think you have access to it online. So he's going to tell us how you can access these almost, some of them directly, I guess, and others you go through their publicists or their agents, but it has any, to me, actress or famous person in, that you would want to look up, and he'll tell you why and who the book is good for. I like it. So think about some people that or uh, famous people that you'd like to have access to. I heard, I have one right here. Okay, don't tell us now. Wait, you can ask Jordan when he gets okay. on. Okay. Yeah. Um, also coming up in the second uh, half hour is Sunny Anderson. She is a very cool lady. She is a cook, actually. Now she's going to have her own show on the Food Channel, and she debuted on Emerald Live in mm. 2005. And she is a she was a former radio host. She's one of these lady you know Renaissance women who's done and been successful at all different kinds of things: entertainment business, music business, and now she has her own cooking show. It's you know it's interesting how many people love to cook and they do it on TV. And I'm not one of them. I'm not either. <laughs> so we need others. That's good. I have had it with cooking. I just cooked for too many years for too many people. Oh, it's not my thing either. I mean, come on, ladies. Who wants? I want somebody, and I've probably said it on the show a lot, but if you have any suggestions, I'd like somebody to come in, make the meals, and then just leave. And uh, I don't want them <laughs> hanging around when we're talking and drinking, you know, my boyfriend and I. I, but, I know someone right in your area. She used to cook for me. So why did you wait so long to tell me? <laughs> <laughs> Is she right nearby? I mean, she's yeah, in she's the, in Delmar. Oh, my God. All right, so she's here in uh, New York, yep. and uh, after the show, you'll have to give me her name. But don't say it on the air because other people will call her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I think, yeah. I, yeah, so yeah. keep it quiet. But I would say here's another idea, which you could do. You know, we're always talking about dieting and watching your diet and everything. So all of these, quote, diet companies from Jenny Craig to, I don't know, one of the others, you can order the food and that you order – different dishes, I guess, for seven days or a month or whatever you want to do, and they're all prepackaged you and know, pre-cooked. I've never had that. Is it, have you had it? No, and I wouldn't get it for dieting, but I think I would use I could get it just for, I mean, it would be good for your health, and it would help you to watch calories and everything, but it would also, Lauren, it would make do, it easy. Solve the job. <laughs> yeah, solve the uh problem. I know um, people have done that, and it's, they, the truck comes, you have to have a big freezer. And um, you probably have one. 
No, I don't. Well, I have a I have a sub zero, and I don't, and I just you know one of those big sub zeros. But half the thing is a freezer, and the other half is for food. But so it's not that big. Well, you probably don't have anything in it if you don't cook. I have stuff. <laughs> I have frozen shrimp and frozen chicken and frozen, you know, yeah. steaks. That's what that's I do it. too. Yeah. yeah. So, but I, they come in, they deliver your food, and you, they leave, and you just pop it in the oven. I've, I've never done it myself, but I could see you doing that. So, why do you need a big freezer? What if you order stuff for a week? I mean, dinner. Oh, I see. Well, I think that you do it by the month. I'm not sure you do it by the week. Maybe you do. I don't you know, know. I have plenty of room. I have this huge garage. And I could put get one of those uh, freezers that kids take to school or the size of those, you know, when they go to college, kind of the yep. size of those refrigerators, put yep. it there and then put it with all the, buy that and then put, that's it. Yeah, I like that idea. And I actually think there's more like gourmet companies now doing that versus just like diet companies, diet food companies. And that would, so I think to me I'd rather do a gourmet kind of company because, you do need to watch calories, of course, but it's not. I always think the portions are way too small, like tiny, tiny, tiny. Where I'm like, okay, where's the main meal? Yeah, or give me another. Bring out the exactly. next box. Exactly. <laughs> bring out the meal for tomorrow and the rest of the week. Exactly. I always think yeah. they're way too small, and who can survive on that? So. That's true, and that's what I would be doing. And poor Barry, six foot four. Yeah, he'd need he'd need like five at once. <laughs> he'd need five of those things. It would be expensive, actually, if you think of it that way. Yeah, it's never going to be as expensive as as when I had three boys in the house. Never, no. And teenage boys. I mean, I was spending hundreds of dollars a week, an enormous amount of money. Um, I've got somebody I'm going to be interviewing on the show. I wasn't going to tell you, but it, this woman, she she who raised boys, has written a book called The Tes- Testosterone Mom or The Testosterone House. I forgot the title of the book, but That's what's great. it like to live in a house full of testosterone? And I mean, you totally can relate to that. Yes. Well, and your Rob, your husband can relate to living in a house with estrogen. That's you know, it's he says he needs a male dog. Yeah, <laughs> I mean our dog is even female. It sort of it, it runs in families. Yeah, we had male everything in this house except for me, and uh, I'm not that feminine anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. Well, it's rubbed off on you. Yeah, it has. It definitely has. So, uh, did you see where? Barack Obama and Hillary are going to be in Philadelphia. They were in Philadelphia. Yeah, they're still there. No, I think they've moved on. Yeah. Okay. So they 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 were in Philly. They were in the suburbs, kind of the, what they call the this is an old term, but the blue blood suburbs. And I guess Obama brought in all the estrogen, all the women. See, it does make a difference. It does. His half sister, his mother, his grandmother. Did yeah. He? Well, I think it was his grandmother. I I only caught the last bit of it this morning. I missed the news yesterday. Pretty. Like the whole day, but um, yeah, I heard just this morning. I think it was his grandmother. Yeah, it was his grandmother, his half sister, and his wife that were involved. They he wants to court the women's vote, so he released a thirty-second television ad in Pennsylvania, and this ad featured his wife Michelle, his half sister, and his <laughs> grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just laughing because it's actually pretty smart. It's very smart. He's a smart man. He's yeah. very smart. And he's a smart marketer, if you think about it. So what does Hillary do to combat that or to, you know, what's Bring her sort of... all her black friends, maybe? That's true, exactly. She has to do that, exactly. Men and women, not men just women. Men and women, exactly. Yeah. She's got to bring the men in, the African-American men. Exactly. And has anybody come out on her side? Um, yes. Well, doesn't she have the... I be- 
pretty sure she has the African-American man um, on CNN. He supports her every night at 7 o'clock. He's always there cheering her on. Oh, so that's great. See, I don't watch CNN. I watch MSNBC, so I haven't seen him. But, okay, so she's done the same thing. Anyway, that's an interesting. They are battling it out, right? They really, really are, and you're getting a sense of them as individuals. And it's, it's one, I've never seen such a big battle for the, you know, for the, you know, one side, the Democratic side or Republican side. I think it's really intense. Some people think it's been a good thing. Other people think others know, have said both. no. I think it's a good thing because I think it's, it's it's enlightened people and gotten people out to vote, especially younger people who before were so complacent over the past, let's say, ten, you know, twenty years, and didn't even know what the issues were or who was running for president. Some of them <laughs> certainly getting it's certainly getting people to pay attention, which I think is better than anything could happen. So we're getting people are paying attention to the political. Um, Issues is not what I'm looking for, but options, I guess. Yeah. yeah. If we, you know, and we need some options. I'm on my way to Baltimore tonight. Um, <laughs> always travel, but I got the last flight to Baltimore. I like traveling at night. This is my, because you know what? You don't waste a day. You don't waste it's a day. True. Tra- yeah, yeah, you don't waste. And if you, if you're not, and I'm a night person, so if I travel after 8 o'clock at night, do my travel, wake up, I've got the full day tomorrow, and I have the full day here in New York today so it works out well is that that's a smart traveler that's very smart it's nice yeah. to well is baltimore a direct flight for, for you it is isn't southwest it? and fortunately Perfect. it's not american airlines yeah just what a disaster oh my goodness they'll One, pull it together they will i think they will i mean i think that they're being honest that they have plane issues no yeah but you know what why is did isn't it poor planning? I mean, why did they do this just in one day? I mean, they needed to... Well, I think they had no choice. I think it was discovered and they had to... If they didn't come out with it, it would have been a bad, bad thing. It seems to me, though, there could have been some kind of planning. I mean, you have so many people stranded and oh, angry. A thousand and, flights canceled. Yeah, and actually getting into to fights and, and brawls. I know. Yeah, so I don't think I'll be involved in that because... The, no, I don't think so. Southwest, well, the Earth, they depends on... Yeah, I don't think you will be, but... No. Yeah. So, are you doing any traveling? Yeah, actually, there seems to be more and more coming up. Just a couple conferences coming up and then back to New York in June. And, you know, yeah, it's good. So women's conferences, tell us some. Are there any? Uh, yeah, there's a yeah. big one coming up. You should come meet me, and it's going to be in Phoenix in June, um, the 12th, 13th, 14th, and it's a National Association of Women Business Owners with a couple key speakers, um, and I'm going to have a Big Fish booth there. Phoenix is where. Phoenix. Yeah, Phoenix is where uh, this show is really. This, well, actually, I think this is in California, but Phoenix is the main office for uh, Voice America. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, it is. Well, there you could do two things at once. I, I could do my show from there, and I could uh, sit at the booth with you. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not, good at booths. I've done that. I love to do that. I mean, I don't love to sit at booths, but I like shows like that. You know, conferences like that. So this should be good. They're expecting 800 women. All right, so what's the date again, and what's the title, and what's the focus of the whole, you know, sometimes they have a theme, do they? Um, What is the theme? I'll get it for you within a few minutes. But the conference is the National Association of Women Business Owners, NABO.org, and um, it is the 12th, 13th, and 14th of June, I believe, but around that, it's that weekend. Um, Yeah, that's exactly right what it is, and it's the, come to, uh, there, it's, You know what, I don't remember the theme. Oh, it's Together Rising is the theme of the conference. In other words, women rising just as as gender, I guess. 
Women rising and doing it together? Not necessarily together, but just the fact that women business owners are rising in the United States. You know, those statistics, are, are, are they're interesting because I think that they're, what is it, I'm, so many women businesses are opened every few seconds in the United States every day, but then so many also close. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> so, I, yeah, I'm not sure if they're looking at how many are closing, but I know that they pay attention to the number of women businesses that are open, and there's, uh, it, it definitely is rising. It definitely is rising. Right. So I think there's can, more there's more opening than closing, but they're still closing. I think your point is important. Yeah. So you got to get out there, go and find out who's going to be there. I guess I can um, tell you. You want me to tell you? Yeah. Tell us. We got we got about a minute left, and our next guest is ready to go. So we'll uh, tell us uh, who's going to be there. We'll go to break. We'll come back, and we get to talk to Jordan McCauley, the author of the Celebrity Black Book. So really quickly, do I still have time? Go ahead. If you talk fast. Laura Listwood, Secretary General Counsel of Women World Leaders and Senator Advisor of Goldman Sachs. Rita Davenport, President of Airbon International and author of Making Time, Making Money. Nellie Galan, television producer, owner of Galan Entertainment. And she was just recently on The Apprentice. And Orion, I'm not sure what her name is, author, competitive advantage experts and former consultant with the Tom Peters Group. So sounds like consultant. Yeah, looks like a good lineup. Decent, yeah. Yeah, a good lineup. Yeah, interesting because they have them, which they try to do from all different walks of life. Hey, there's our music. We have to take a break right now. I'm Catherine Zox, and you're listening to the Voice America Women's Network. Coming up next, Jordan McCauley, author of The Celebrity Black Book. talk with you not at you we're voice america women's radio network the new face of talk radio ladies are you looking for a place where you can talk candidly about anything and everything well here it is timeless women speak on the voice america women's channel we'll talk about sexuality age proofing your career finding your passion and purpose keeping your brain power keeping your marriage fresh Dating for grown-ups, plastic surgery, surviving our beauty culture, and much more. Tune in Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific to Timeless Women Speak with Dr. Nancy O'Reilly on the Voice America Women's Channel. Experts say everybody is addicted to something. Did you know that addiction affects about 15% of our country's middle-class population? How many people do you know who are dependent on some kind of substance? Would you guess your friends, your neighbors? How about your family? You may be surprised. Many of us live with chronic pain, which has made us drug-dependent, prescription drug-dependent. Others struggle with alcohol, methamphetamine, and cocaine addiction. Do you have a chronic pain problem? There is another way out. Tune in each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time for a new prescription for health with Dr. Richard Gracer on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Radio that talks with you, not at you. Voice America, Women's Radio Network. You're listening to The Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America Women's Channel. If you'd like to join our conversation this morning, call now. The toll-free number is 866-472-5788. That number again is 866-472-5788. This is The Catherine Zox Show on Voice America Women's 
Network. I'm Catherine Zox with my co-host, Lauren Beller, and thanks for joining us this morning. And joining us this morning is author Jordan McCauley of the Celebrity Black Book, and I'm sitting here with the 2008 Deluxe Edition, savoring every page. Well, the question is, how strong is star power? Ask Barack Obama if it helps to have Oprah in his corner or Hillary Clinton, how many points she went up in the polls when Jack Nicholson endorsed her campaign. Now, anyone can have both the access and know-how to call on celebrities for marketing, charity, and more. And if it's about who you know, then contact any celebrity, and this is the website to go to, contactanycelebrity.com. So here to tell us about this, about his book, The Celebrity Black Book, is Jordan. How are you this morning, Jordan? Hi, Catherine. I'm great. How are you? What a book. I was When I got it in the mail, I have to tell you, I was pawing through the thing, like looking up all the people that I'm interested in, my two guys, Tommy Lee Jones and William Hurt, and they were in there, so maybe after the show I'll give them a buzz. But um, how'd you get into this, the Celebrity Black Book? I mean, you are a young guy. Where'd you go? To the University of Miami, always interested in autographs, but then how did that morph into creating this Celebrity Black Book? Um, well, like you said, I was always interested in autographs when I was younger, just as a hobby, kind of like writing celebrities in the mail, and I liked getting um, their autographed pictures back. And then I went off to film school at the University of Miami, and that's where I started seeing that there was a different need um, for this information. A lot of my uh, you know, fellow students in my classes, they wanted to send off their, you know, their student films to directors, or they wanted to try to contact some different people to see if they could get a job, you know, when they graduated, or looking for internships. And I started thinking, hmm, there's like this, you know, there's a need for this celebrity contact information beyond just autographs. And then um, after film school, I moved to LA and I worked at a talent agency and a production company. And that's where I really started seeing like behind the scenes um, glimpse into, you know, what mail gets through to the celebrities, what mail gets thrown away, you know, what gets taken seriously and what doesn't get taken seriously. And um, so after a couple, about two years of getting yelled at by, you know, your boss and <laughs> not making that much money and doing, you know, little deliveries, I started enough, realizing. Enough is enough. You've got to get out. You've got to become a celebrity yourself. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I don't know about that, but I realized I was making, you know, more money selling my, my list of contact information that I had been collecting since high school. So I quit those jobs and started um, my own business, which was Contact Any Celebrity, and started putting the Celebrity Black Book together as a real book. Now, how do you do that, though? I mean, this book, and, I, and before you got on the show, I was saying to my co-host, to Lauren, I mean, it's like a telephone book. I mean, it seems to me this is a major project that also is accurate, and you update it every year so that it's not you're calling these old numbers from 10 years ago. Um, th- this is really updated information. Uh, this is my, I mean, are you doing this on your own, or is this a big company now that you've created? How does that work? Um, it's definitely my full-time business. I wouldn't say it's a big company. Um, I have one key employee who basically, you know, handles customer emails and phone calls, and then it's sort of a mix between me, several outsourced people, um, and friends that I have, you know, from film school that are lucky for me. They work at, you know, movie studios and television networks and a lot of different places I can call on for information if we can't find it through other means. But you're right, it is a huge book. I think it's like 800 pages this year, about 800 pages. Um, 
but we just we keep it updated. We actually update the database every day, and then we pull our database, and every year we come out with the new book. Now, Jordan, so if you call never, one of these people, okay, let's, and you have listed what it, like certain addresses, I mean, I, I don't know if it was Robert De Niro or one of them, somebody went in Soho, and I recognized one of the addresses, and it didn't say anything about it, and I don't think it was Robert De Niro, but somebody who was in, in Soho, and I'm in New York, so, um, and it has like the, just the address, like Dwayne Street, whatever it was, and does that mean you're just going to call the celebrity directly, and he picks up, he or she picks up the phone, hello? Um, well, the book doesn't have phone numbers, so you can't really call them unless, I don't know, you have some way of finding their phone numbers through the, you know, from the address. Um, but we normally suggest just writing the celebrities because that's the best way to contact them. And everything usually goes through an assistant or an agent or a manager first anyways. Um, and so that's what I suggest. I don't really suggest calling unless you want to call their talent agencies if you're, you know, if you're, if you work for like an entertainment company or you're a, you know, a producer or something, like a professional request. So, Jordan, let's talk about who is this, who's the book perfect for? And it is, you, you sort of separate this into three different groups, but who would use this book? The book is great for fans who just want to send a fan letter or write off and get an autograph. Who it's really good for, um, I know this is a women's network, and a lot of women are involved with nonprofits and charities and, you know, their children's school and sports teams and ballet and always trying to raise money. And one great thing you can do with the book is just, you can do it yourself or you can get a couple of friends to one night to, you know, write some letters to celebrities that you would like to get autographed items from and, um, you know, tell them it's from a nonprofit that you're trying to raise money and they're going to have an, a celebrity autograph auction and it's really easy and you get some really cool stuff back from celebrities. We've had like Sheryl Crow sent someone a guitar, Dolly Parton sent one of her wigs, Oprah sent a pair of signed jeans, Elton John sent some sunglasses. So if you're from a nonprofit or from a charity, they really go out of their way to send some cool memorabilia. And then all you have to do is, you know, put it together and have like a live which requires a little bit more work, a live auction or a silent auction, or even have an auction on something like eBay, and it's really easy. We've had nonprofits, you know, they spent one night sending off some letters. They spent, like, maybe $100 on postage. That's about all they spent. And they got these really cool items back, had an auction, and raised, you know, like $30,000 for their for their group. So I think so, that's that is a very cool idea, Jordan, because I know I'm involved in, and have been, especially when my kids were younger, as you talking about a lot of stuff for children and, and raising money for, uh, you know, sick kids and all those kinds of things. And you're always running around town trying to find somebody who's well-known, and sometimes they're not well-known. And this way, I mean, here you have access, if you get the celebrity black book, to really famous people who may have the same interest as your not-for-profit. Right, and it's just, I think, you know, I know when I was younger, we would do fundraising for school, and it was like selling, you know, gift wrap or cookies or candy door-to-door. I just don't think that's safe anymore to do. If I was a parent, I wouldn't want my kid doing that. And this is a much safer way. You can even get your kids to help. Um, I wouldn't suggest having them help you write the letters because you want it to be, like, typed and on letterhead and professional. But you can get them to help lick stamps or, you know, like, seal envelopes or whatever, let them feel like they're a part of it. And you really would be surprised at some of the cool items you get back. You just get some friends or people that are in your group and, and put together a fun night of, you know, a celebrity, a celebrity auction. I mean, you saw, if anyone watched The Celebrity Apprentice, they kind of did the same thing at the very end. They got all these really cool items and, and auctioned them off to raise money. It's sort of the same idea, and you can do it yourself.
You also mentioned this, too. I mean, it sounds like a perfect situation, and, and it definitely has a, it's kind of a win-win situation for the celebrity and for the not-for-profit. But you do warn us, so tell us about this, because businesses should be aware. I mean, there's a, you have beware. I mean, you have to be cautious also. Are there some pitfalls or some things you have to be cautious about when choosing a celebrity to approach? Um, well, I think the number one mistake most people make, especially businesses that maybe want to hire a celebrity to, say, appear at an event or to, um, you know, try to endorse their product, or they pick celebrities that they're fans of, and they don't. The celebrity doesn't really have anything to do with the business or the product. So I just think it's really important to match the celebrity's image with your business's image or your product's image. Like, for instance, I had a woman who was writing a book on customer service, and she wanted to get Ellen DeGeneres to write the forward. And she was trying to contact Ellen, and I always kept saying, you know, what does Ellen have to do with customer service? I mean, everybody likes Ellen. Everybody's a fan of Ellen. But that doesn't really match your book. And a lot of people make that mistake. They pick, you know, celebrities that just don't really have anything to do with it. And then, of course, you have, you know, you have to be careful about picking some of these young Hollywood stars because, you know, for a while, everybody wanted Paris Hilton attached to everything and Lindsay Lohan and Britney Spears, and we all know what happened with them. And I'm not so sure those companies, you know, they had to kind of squibble to find somebody else, and it was just a big mess. So, yeah, because that could happen. Just, well, that could happen in overnight. Here, you've chosen. A, I mean, yeah, you're so right. Like a Paris Hilton type celebrity uh, mm-hmm. for some kids thing, and then you know, she got, the next day, this is somebody you don't want to have. Uh, a, Part of your um, as part of your uh, campaign for your product, whatever it is related to kids. So, right, yeah, all right. So be, make sure it fits. That's what you're saying. It has mm-hmm. to be a good fit between the celebrity and what you're trying to promote. Exactly. Just think of the celebrity's image and do your research and just make sure you know they haven't been involved in anything or it doesn't look like something might happen soon. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think, Jordan, that celebrity? Um, endorsements are so hot right now why do you i mean it's i mean and they certainly are everybody is just totally into this kind of celebrity mania i think i think it's just the media right now is so focused on celebrities and i every day i kind of think you know when is this going to end and i just saw yesterday that the associated press just hired 21 new people just to cover celebrities in 2008 and they're saying, I think they said that celebrity coverage is, they're predicting it's going to increase 77% by 2011, I believe. So it doesn't look like it's going away anytime soon. And I think just because, you know, CNN covers it, <laughs> every news channel covers it, every, you know, it's, I used to, um, when I was in college, I interned at a modeling agency in South Beach. And, and the big thing then was, you know, the supermodels were kind of dying out because all of these companies, they used to use, you know, Claudia Schiffer and Naomi Campbell and Kate Moss and, most of some of them still do, but they were starting to replace the supermodels with celebrities, and it's true. Like if you go to say Bloomingdale's and you look at the, the fragrances, the fragrances used to be you know have supermodels in all the ads. Now it's celebrities in all the ads. Celebrities or supermodels used to be on the cover of magazines like Vogue. Now it's celebrities on the covers of all the magazines. So celebrities have just sort of taken over, and they've captured everybody's interest. And you have the paparazzi, which brings you know them into Us Weekly and Star Magazine, like on a weekly basis. I remember when Us Weekly. That magazine was a monthly. Um, when I was in high school, I think it came every month, and now it comes every week. And I wouldn't be surprised if <laughs> sooner or later these magazines are, you know, published every day. 
and you have like TMZ and, you know, E and all of these different channels, and people are so tired of hearing about the war, and I know politics are big, but after yeah, a while, you just But it takes you out of anymore. yourself, doesn't it? I mean, it's it's kind of like, and if it's something bad that happens to a celebrity, you kind of, it's that schadenfreude thing, well, it didn't happen to me. So, uh, yeah, right. it just takes you out of your own environment, your own life. I mean, I'm one of those who goes, when I'm waiting in line in the grocery store, I'm reading every single one of those magazines. I don't necessarily buy them, but I read them as I'm waiting in a long line. So, I guess you just have to be aware in terms of what you do, Jordan. Uh, you know, you talk about it used to be the models who were the trend in terms of selling things. Now celebrities, you've got to keep your eye on what's the next trend, what's coming down the road. Right, and you know what? I'm starting to think the next trend is going to be sort of this, like, real people. I mean, we have YouTube and, you know, MySpace, and it's like anyone can sort of make themselves into, like, a mini-celebrity. Anybody can write a book right now. There's so many services online where you, where you can write a book and have it published, which which does a really good job of making you into a celebrity. I mean, you know, we do the Celebrity Black book, and suddenly we're kind of famous because we have this book. So I think the next phase is just, you know, every like Andy Warhol said, everybody having their 15 minutes of fame. I agree with you. I think that's absolutely that's a that's a great uh, note to end on. But uh, we can go to what website if we want to get more information about the book about you. You can purchase the book, the Celebrity Black Book, and also the website is the Celebrity Black Book is at celebrityblackbook.com. And if you are you know if you work with a, a business and you want to do more of the endorsements thing, um, I would suggest contact any celebrity.com that has all the agents and the managers and the publicists. Jordan McCauley, thank you so much for being on the show today. It was great having you. Oh, thank you, Catherine. You're listening to The Catherine Zock Show at Voice America Women's Network with Lauren Beller, my co-host. Coming up next is Sunny Anderson. And uh, don't go away because we'll be back in a minute. Talk radio that informs, entertains, and enlightens you. Voice America, Women's Radio Network. JackLelane.com presents Jack Lane Live on the Voice America Health and Wellness Radio Network. Each week, Jack is joined by Elaine Lelane and his nephew, bodybuilder, kinesiologist, and personal trainer, Chris Lelane, to answer your questions and help you overcome your fitness roadblocks. That's three times the diet and fitness know-how, three times the entertainment. Tune in every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific to Jack Lelane Live on the Voice America Health and Wellness Radio Network. We all have issues, parenting, addictions, disorders, anxiety, stress. How do we expand on what's working and improve what's not? Let Quantum Leaps with Beth Wilson bring you a high-energy approach to personal growth and creative life change. Listen every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Women's Channel. Let Beth bring you back to sanity with a blend of humor and perspective so you can make the change you need. Quantum Leaps with Beth Wilson, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time, here on Voice America Women's Channel. For the most current and up-to-date information and options in childbearing, family health, and parenting, tune in to Celeste Ranese's Timely Topics in Childbirth, broadcasting every Wednesday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. If you don't know your options, you don't have any. We don't beat you over the head with our opinion. 
and we listen to yours. The new face of talk radio, Voice America Women's Radio Network. listening to the Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America Women's Channel. If you'd like to join our conversation this morning, call now. The toll-free number is 866-472-5788. That number again is 866-472-5788. Welcome back to the Catherine Zox Show. Good morning, and thank you all for joining us this morning. I'm Catherine Zox with Lauren Beller, my co-host this morning on Voice America Women's Network. And I'm your social worker with a microphone. Coming up in this hour is Sunny Anderson. She is a, well, Sunny has, is going to have her own show on the Food Network. She debuted as a special guest on Emerald Live, but now she's going to be the newest addition to Food Network's popular In the Kitchen weekend block with her new series, which is going to be called Cooking for Real. And with an understanding of the need for uncomplicated dishes with affordable, easy-to-find ingredients, Sunny is going to offer real food for real life, combining her approach to classic comfort foods along with her passion for unique flavors inspired by her many travels. Sounds delicious. Welcome to the show, Sunny. Nice to have you on. (laughs) Thank you so much, Catherine, for having me. Well, it's so exciting. Okay, a new food show, which I I, love. Yes. Fantastic. And you've had, well, first of all, you didn't hear me, but in the beginning of my show this morning, I was talking about you, and I said, you're one of those ladies, one of those women who kind of has it all. You were a successful radio talk show host, uh, music, you're a musician, and now you're doing cooking. Um, how, let's go, tell us about Sunny Anderson. How did you, where'd you start? How'd you do all this? Well, um, I think for starters, I just kind of live, I live. You know, we we go to work, but this is called life. We don't go to life. It's here all the time. So um, I think it's just about finding things that you love to do and knowing that in this lifetime you can accomplish not one but many goals. So, which is is what you've done because you were you traveled the world. You talk about travels, and this has influenced your cooking. But you were an army brat. Yeah, a total army brat, grew up moving around and loving the food, places like uh, south all over the United States and Germany as well, and my parents were really into food and cooking, both of them. So um, when I joined the Air Force, it's like I got to do I got to do it again, travel and eat great food of other countries for free. I mean, it was my job. <laughs> so, I mean, it was kind of really nice, but um, you get out of the military and you come back from Korea and you say to yourself, you know, how do I get that meal? You know, and you're you're broke, you know, you're in the military, you're young, so it's not like you can take yourself out to dinner every night of the week. And um, it's not that you can afford all the expensive ingredients. So it was really just about me trying to pull all of the flavors from my travels into my kitchen and working them into really easy meals that are um, inexpensive and they're all, like, stick to your bones, really good and comforting and yummy. Sounds delicious. Okay. <laughs> you can't go wrong with any of those adjectives. But you had a catering business also, sure. a very successful catering business, and that sort of led you into being on the on Emerald Show and then getting into the Food Network. So um, catering is a tough business, isn't it? I mean, oh, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the marketplace, there's so many caterers out there. So I had the luck of being on the air and cooking for a couple of friends in the business um, just on my own time. And I started to get requests so much that I had to kind of go ahead and start the business and staff up and start using kitchens. 
But you know what? It really, it's a, it's a really tough business, and it's, you get to that point in it where you say, okay, I can take the next step and go big, or I can fold my cards and go home. <laughs> go apply for a nine-to-five job and call it a day. Yeah. <laughs> and it just got to be so big, I couldn't wrap my head around it. It, it wasn't really what I'd set out to do, and... I often think in life sometimes things happen to us and we just kind of take them as they go, but I'm so into um, making goals and plans, and and if I can see them, I try to get them. I just couldn't – I fell backwards into catering. You know, it was yeah. just me not being able to say no to people when they asked me to cook for them, and then next thing you know, I'm catering executive board meetings and – studio sessions. But I can see why that would happen to you, and I think that sometimes, and I, I know, and your name is Sunny, and you have this Sunny personality, and if <laughs> listeners goes off, no, if they go online, look at your picture, you're gorgeous, you have the Thank personality, you. you're, obviously you know how to, you know, put the recipes together, but don't you think, and you're smart, you wouldn't be able to do all this, but doesn't it take that combination, I mean, I think some people think it's just all about the food, and let's face it, for catering, it isn't. You have the whole picture. I mean, you're the kind of person you would want at an executive dinner party for you know for all the re- you know the reasons that I just mentioned besides the food yeah i mean that's what i mean you're right catering is really about understanding it's it's just not cooking the same things over and over again it's reinventing the menu it's making the customers happy it's not all food it's presentation it's not all presentation it's decoration i mean there's so many different layers and levels to it You know, I said to myself, look, I love sharing. That's what my life has been really about, Um, you know, music and thoughts and ideas when I was on the radio. And um, all I really wanted to do with food is share my love of it and share some of the things I do with it because I really, I know for sure just from some of the people that I know that some people, they just cook the same five to ten meals their whole life, you know. (laughs) And then maybe every once in a while, it's kind of like the clothes in your closet. You're only wearing like 10%. (laughs) You're so right, Sonny, and I'm one of those right now. I've got like five (laughs) meals that I make, and they're really boring. Hey, look, it's okay. We all do it. We all get in the cooking ruts. All I want to do is just show you a couple of things that might make you say, oh, it's not that hard. There's some things that I can say, like a puff pastry bowl, that can just completely blow your mind. Oh, I'm not going to do that. Are you kidding me? But when you see me do it and you see how simple it is, look, if I can do it, it's like ratatouille. Anybody can cook. Because you're right. I hear puff pastry, and I say, oh, no, I, I'm not going there. The, yeah. I can't do puff pastry. But you're right. Can I okay. tell you, it takes five minutes to make a puff pastry bowl for the first time, five minutes, and 20 minutes in the oven. And for that five minutes of prep time, it's like you're treating yourself. Like I used to have a huge, like, weight problem, and I would always talk about it. Like, you know, I reward myself with food. So if I have a good day, I reward myself with food. Like, I don't have a problem with that at all. <laughs> so if you're going to truly reward yourself, why not do something really cute like making a nice puff pastry bowl? You know, I mean, it's something that you think you only get at the restaurant. Very simple to do at home. And those are the things I'm trying to show people how to do just really simple things that they can do to the normal recipe that will just take it to the next level. Yeah. So make a difference so you don't get bored. I think when you start getting bored with yeah. your food, then you start eating more to make up because you're not satisfied. I and, yeah. yeah. So now your show, because now how is it going to be different from any of the other, I mean, already you've told us some of the things, but mm-hmm. what is going to make it stand out from all the other cooking shows? 
I think um, what you're going to catch on Cooking for Real this Sunday, 1030, Food Network, is um, it's just me and my travels, places I've been, and the foods that I love to eat. Um, I think a lot of times the cooks and the chefs kind of focus on one fare of food, and I have so many different that different fares of food that I want to try and show and cook for people. So it's kind of like one episode we'll do Jägerschnitzel, which is a traditional German dish, and we'll plate it instead of with Spitzel, which is what it's supposed to go with, or Spitzel, we'll plate it with, you know, cheesy jalapeno grits. So it's like a little bit of the German, a little bit of the Southern. It's just a lot of the things that um, I used to love eating and cooking growing up and in my adult life right now and that I continue to do. So, so, it's, funny, so it's different pairings. It's yeah. not the typical, you know, beans and spatula or spitzel. Yeah. It's, it's putting different things together. I like the traveling thing because I travel all over the world. I come back and I say I would like to, you know, emulate or do, but I don't. So if I watch your show, I'll be able to, okay, that's Germany. Where else? What I mean, other foods? From- Tex-Mex. We do some Tex-Mex. Foods are just really amazing. Like you, you've got the original um, noodle makers, or, which are Asian, and pasta makers, which are Asian, and then you've got Italian chefs using the same techniques to make pasta. I mean, food, people make jokes. There's really only one recipe in the world, and everything else is just a copy. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not true on the Sonny Anderson show. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, it's just like it's so great to try, say, a Korean dish and mix it in with something that's normally American. So, I mean, this weekend we're doing a little um, ode to my grandmother in North Carolina. So it's pork chops and vegetarian greens without pork and the cobbler. And um, we have a comfort food show coming up and a New York bistro show. So we're just kind of trying to step into all the places I've lived thus far. That is very cool. I like it, the variety, as you say. It's not just focusing on vegetarian food or one kind of food or beef or whatever. It's from all over. You know, Korean food, love Korean food. Just had some in uh, uh, New York City a a couple weeks ago. But I always thought Korean food, and that's a good example, takes a lot of time and a lot of preparation, a lot of cutting and a lot of dicing and slicing in different stages. But obviously that's not true. No, I mean, there's so, there, it depends on what you're eating. And, of course, kimchi, I mean, we're going to have to dig a hole in the ground and leave that in center <laughs> before it's ripe and ready to eat if you want to do it the right way. But there are some shortcuts, and that's what I want to bring to the kitchen. There are those quick things that you can do, and it's, it's not like you're taking a prepackaged item and um, selling it off as your own. There are just some really simple recipes that people have no idea. That's it. I mean, caramelized pecans, just butter, brown sugar, and pecans. That's it. You know, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yes. So it's simple. It's much more. It's simpler. There are simple ways, and there are simple ways you're going to tell us or show us yeah. how to. Some complicated dishes can really be cut down and made much more simple. And also you talk about, maybe this is the last thing, because we have a couple more minutes, but very cost-effective, not real expensive. It's not like you have to go out and buy these really expensive ingredients, because especially now with what's happening, I guess, recession, people aren't going to want to do that. Yeah, I mean, it's getting bad out there. Um, What I always preach is just making sure you buy your portions properly. I always use my leftovers and turn them into something new. And it's just about knowing that maybe if you're going to have a nice meal, maybe have that one splurge item. You know, maybe it's the expensive heavy cream or it's the expensive shrimp, but just the one little splurge item, it doesn't hurt. I love to pay myself first and realize that, look, at the end of the day, 
on my last day, I do not want to say to myself, I wish I would have had that to eat. Yeah. <laughs> or I, I wish I didn't get the generic brand. I should have gotten, yeah. like, the real. You're so right, you know. Yeah, I just want to live and have a good life and not make too many um, excuses or, or complaints about um, what's going into my body. I do want to stay healthy, but, man, can food make me really happy. <laughs> happy too and that's a good suggestion i like that you know okay the whole meal doesn't have to be so expensive but maybe yeah. one or two ingredients will be really expensive kind of like when you're shopping for clothes if you get an expensive shoes and pocketbook maybe the dress doesn't have to be as expensive but it complements the outfit and that's kind you of see Catherine, it goes all the way back to the closet every time <laughs> <It does. laughs> how to do that end of the show Oh, I'm so excited about your show. And I, this Sunday, let's just mention it again for our listeners uh, when they can see you. And this is the first show, right? Debut. Actually, last week was the debut. This oh, is going to be the second show. Okay. I'm really excited about it because I dedicated it to my grandma and I haven't told her about it yet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, now if she's listening, she's going to know about it. But okay. Well, Susan, yeah, I know. Hopefully, she, um, hopefully she's not listening. But she's, I know you guys are, she catches you guys down there in Fayetteville on um, satellite, so hopefully not, but um, this Sunday, 10.30 a.m., Cooking for Real on Food Network. You can check foodnetwork.com for local listings. Um, it's the second show out of my shows, and I'm really excited about it. Terrific. Sounds great. I'll catch it this Sunday. Sunny Anderson, Cooking for Real on the Food Network this Sunday. Great having you on the show. Happy eating. Thank you, Catherine. You happy too. You're listening to Voice America Women's Network with Lauren Beller and Catherine Sox. We're going to take a break. I'm your social worker with a microphone. Thanks for joining us this morning. Talking about what you care about. News, relationships, health, finances. Voice America, Women's Radio Network. What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darling, sugar, and sweetheart. But I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style, every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, right here on the Voice America Women's Radio Network. Did you smile today? A healthy, attractive smile shows confidence and will give others a great first impression. Tune in to Dr. Chad for Smile Radio. If you have a question that you've always wanted to ask your dentist but were afraid to, Dr. Chad is here to help. Did you know there's a strong connection between oral health and general health and well-being overall? Join us every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, that's 7 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for Smile Radio with Dr. Chad. Ladies, what are you willing to do to live the life of your dreams? Are you willing to start today? If your answer is yes, even if you are just mildly curious, you've got to tune in to Wise Divas with life coach and host Teresa Proctor each Tuesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Women's Radio Network. Start living your wildest dream today. talk with you not at you we're voice america women's radio network the new face of talk radio
You're listening to The Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America Women's Channel. If you'd like to join our conversation this morning, call now. The toll-free number is 866-472-5788. That number again is 866-472-5788. Welcome back to The Catherine Zox Show. Good morning. Thanks for joining us this morning on Voice America Women's Network. I'm your social worker with a microphone with my co-host Lauren Deller. Lauren, what did you think of Sunny? I think she's a smart girl. Yeah, she is a smart girl, and she's, like, had a lot of experience. She's been, as I said, successful, really successful at that catering business. And I I bring, you know, I asked her, and I think this is really important, I think especially women, I think, tend to get into cooking and and catering, and they have this fantasy that they're going to be successful at it. But it takes more than just being a good cook. It takes... I think especially for catering or doing a show on television, obviously. But you have to have the personality. You have to have a lot of other stuff going on, not just the cooking. It's a big business, and you have to be on the ball with it, whether it's even a small business or a big business. I think it challenges your business skills. It challenges your business skills, yes. I think you could even be a good businesswoman, but you have to be out there. It's like a, it's one of those things where you have to, if you're going to be, you know, you have to, it, it, I think it takes a certain skill to be able to go into people's houses and sort of be there and, and not be uh, intrusive. That's another thing. I've had caterers at the house who the, the food may have been great, but they were kind of like too intrusive and all over the place and, and made themselves too obvious. I don't and that wasn't good at a party. You don't want them sort of don't want them out there with your with the guests. Yeah, I would agree with that. And there's yeah. certain there's certain people that you might be okay with and other people that you're not okay with. Yeah, I'm never okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Yeah. But she sounds like she well, there's a lot that I love about what she's up to, but uh, I like that she's integrating all of her worldly global travel experience. That's sort of, you know, that's unique. All her skills. Yeah. Her on-air personality, radio personality, Music DJ, everything that she's done, travel and put it together, and then she's going to do this cooking show. So this is the second one. I thought it was the first, but it's the second one this Sunday on the Food Network. Um, you can go to her website if, and if you want to find out the exact time, or go to foodnetwork.com, and you can find out the time, you know, wherever you are, whatever area you're listening from. So she solved her cooking problems. I haven't done solved mine yet. She also said something that I thought was really um well, cooking problems is not what I was... She was saying something that, you know, why not... She's into music, she's into all these different things, and she says, well, we can do so many different things with our lives. Why stop in one... You know, why stop here? That's your... What should I say? That I think I think that's... I'm that way, and I think you're that way, too. Yeah, yeah I why loved stop? that. It yeah. was, it was um, cool to hear her, you know, why not attitude. Yeah, what... But I think a lot of people don't. They get stuck. I mean, I know, especially at my age, the baby boomer age, this comes up every week, and I have so many friends who just kind of are stuck at that, you know, they talk about 50 being the new 40, but they get to 50 and they keep doing the same thing over and over. They may be, and they're not happy about it, but, you know, that that little saying that says if you keep doing the same thing, you get the same thing back. Exactly, yeah. I mean, you think about it and i had a girlfriend talking to me the other day you know she's her job is boring she does the same thing with her family they take the same vacations well then stop doing it exactly do something different so she's doing that she's such an example Uh, i wrote her name down by the way because i'm working on a project as you know which we will not talk about right now but i wrote her name down this is lauren's way of saying don't you dare mention what i'm doing and i won't (laughs) but she's um she's got some good stuff going i just love the you know the 
what's the word I'm looking for? The she's into everything and she's using it. You know, oh, let's why not do a cooking show? Here she is, she's doing it. Yeah, but think about this. You can be into everything, but you also have to take those skills that you have, be realistic about them. You can't do, you know, they used to say, one of the sayings, you know, when you grew up, you can be whatever you want to be. And I was watching television last night, and there was a show on, and I think it was Two and a Half Men. Have you ever seen that show? No, I've never heard of it. Very funny. Very, very. Two and a Half Men. What's what's up with the third? The Half Men is a little, Half Man is a little boy. Oh, And, And my brother turned me on to this. It's such a it's a very sophisticated show. It takes place in Malibu. Two brothers, one's a chiropractor and one's in showbiz. And the chiropractor gets divorced and the half man is his son who comes who stays with them on the weekends. And it is it's just hilarious. Funny. Is, yeah, a very funny show. And um I think, oh, he was telling his son, the one who's a chiropractor, he's saying, you can be anything you want to be when you grow up. And then they both looked at each other and they said, no, I can't. I mean, there are certain <laughs> limits. you know. And I think it's it's not that you want to limit yourself, but you have to be realistic about who you are and what you're able to do and put it in, and there's plenty of choices, but put it in that kind of a context. Otherwise, you're all over the place. You no, know, I would have totally agree with that. You don't want to be all over the place. You know, there needs to be some focus. There needs to be cons- some consistency. In, um, you know, in other words, she was traveling all over the world. I don't know her whole story, um, Sunny's, but she, you know, she's obviously building on the fact that she's traveled all over. And now the cookie, she was into the food wherever she went, and, you know, that was a smart next move, especially since she was personally into it. Yeah, it's, it's based on her experiences. She's building on those experiences. Exactly, and that's important. a key thing. It is yeah, important. Yeah, and I think, I mean, you're, you're a coach, life coach, business coach. It's real important to take that first step to that whole area of self-awareness. Okay, who am I? You know, what am I? What are my assets? What can I do and what can I not do? Where, exactly, you know, what's going to yeah. lead me down, wasting my time and my money? And, um, and, and I think some, especially in this era where it appears that we can go or do anything that we want to do, and we can't, and that's okay. Definitely is it is okay. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you have the next generation. I mean, you have a two-year-old, so you have to, I mean, these are the kinds of things you one considers when you are um, raising a child and you are giving them options or you are restricting them or whatever it is. And I think with my kids, of course, they probably disagree with me, but I really, I think, made a point with each one of them to find out what each one of their capabilities and interests were and to hone in on those and to encourage those, not to make all three of them do the same thing because they were all very different. And they are all three very successful doing their very specifically, you know, specific things. In the entertainment business. Exactly. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. And they all have those skills, but in in different ways, but not trying to make them all take drum lessons or all of them be, you know, and it's important to do that. I I just think that uh, sometimes we don't, and I think sometimes with young mothers, you're you're not young, but you're a mother with a young child. (laughs) Thanks for that reminder. (laughs) I know. Um, No, you are. But uh, when you're running around to every activity, I mean, young moms uh, or mothers, just mothers, and you know, trying with young kids, uh, getting overwhelmed by over overindulging their kids in all these activities, and no one ends up doing well or having a good time doing it, or even becoming good at it, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. So that's important. Very. That's my. Um, Motherly advice for today. That's my social work advice for today, and it's good advice. It is good advice. Yeah, it definitely is. 
Uh, all right, so you wrote Sonny's name down. We're not going to tell people why, but they'll just have to stay. <laughs> stay tuned for a while. Yeah, exactly. Stay tuned for a while. We won't even go there. But um, I'll tell you one thing. I'm going to get back to the – we have only about a minute left, but I want to get back to the Celebrity Black Book yeah. because um, – that's something. I mean, I mean, I, I, I'm really interested in that. In well, I do a lot of you know fundraising kinds of things, and I was, and I'm thinking about now being able to make those connections to a celebrity to have them be associated with. I have, and I'm not going to tell you either right now. One of the fundraising and things that I'm involved in. Great idea to contact. I think that's brilliant, yeah. mm-hmm. brilliant idea. Yeah. So he gave me some. We had some guests on with great ideas today, doing good stuff. We um, we have to say goodbye. We do, and I'm going to be in touch with you on that celebrity book because I want to check some names in there. Yeah, if you want to buy the book in hard copy, I think it's seventy five dollars. I thought I already checked it out. Yeah, it's but, in my Amazon buy file. Yeah, I would definitely. It's definitely worth buying, and I'll tell you if you want to. We can talk about. It, I'll give you. It has everybody in. It's not just movie stars. It's authors. It's religious leaders. It's anybody who's well known. It's sports people. It's um, it, it runs the whole gamut. Politicians, authors. So. Um, any music people, directors, producers, everybody who's anybody is in it. We have to say goodbye. You're listening to Catherine Fox and Lauren Beller. Thanks for joining us this morning on Voice America Women's Network. I'm your social worker with a microphone. Have a great day, and Lauren and I will see you next week. 